When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. The hunger and passion for Seminole Athletics is unlike any other. For the best fans in all of college sports, a podcast for you. Welcome to Behind the Mic, the official podcast of FSU Athletics. Now, here's your host, Jeff Colhane. Hi, here we go. Let's fire up the war chant and plant the spear, Knowles fans. Welcome into the official podcast of FSU Athletics. We take you behind the mic, a look at all the success stories around the Florida State Seminoles, and there are so many to talk about right here and right now. My name is Jeff Colhane. Excellent guest list as always. A lot of items to discuss. Certainly we're still basking in the glow of that cheese it Bull win by Mike Norvell and his Florida State football team. 25th 10-win season for Florida State football. Yes, the Knowles get to change the wall right outside the Florida State locker room to put the year 2022 next to all of the great campaigns in Florida State football history. Create some excitement, certainly into the offseason. Mike Norvell and his coaching staff continue to recruit, continue to chip away and try and bring in the best young men, the best fit, biggest, fastest, strongest fit for Florida State University for Seminole football. That's what's going on right now into the offseason. Classes, the spring semester are right around the corner. Spring sports are right around the corner as well. And so many exciting things surrounding the uh, Florida State programs coming up in the springtime. Right now, we're smack dab in the middle of winter sports season. Both hoops teams are grinding away, getting after it. The Florida State men have a big one with Georgia Tech on Saturday. And how about the Florida State women? This has been a fun group to follow. Off to their best start in ACC play in 14 years. 
was able to go to the game on Thursday night as they dominated Clemson, a good Clemson team in ACC play coming in, 11-4, and 2-1 and in the league. In Florida State, Brooke Wyckoff's bunch just blitzed them, 93-62 to on the Tucker Center floor. I'm sending the message, spreading the word right now, Knowles fans. You need to get to the Tucker Center to watch and support this Florida State women's basketball team. This is a group that's a special bunch. They're an NCAA tournament team. And with true freshman point guard Tania Latson, who is one of the best players in America, the Florida State women have something special right now. We'll talk about that today here on the podcast. The uh, FSU men, as I mentioned, Georgia Tech Saturday, a 1 p.m. Eastern tip. Pack the Tucker Center for that one. And the FSU women are back on the road Sunday. They have started ACC play. Three of their first four games are on the road in conference action. And they've been able to navigate that pretty impressively here thus far. So at Boston College, a noon Eastern tip on Sunday afternoon in Chestnut Hill. That's what's coming up uh, here this weekend. Time now for What's on Tap for Behind the Mic today, brought to you by the official craft beer of the Florida State Seminoles, Oyster City Brewing Company. Check out the tap room on Gain Street. We're going to hear from Leonard Hamilton, a conversation we had with him during his coach's show on Monday night. Also, we will hear from Florida State women's basketball coach Brooke Wyckoff. This group has been spectacular. They have been fantastic. And we're going to hear from the double-double machine himself, Mr. Matthew Cleveland, Atlanta native. This game on Saturday, special to him growing up in the city of Atlanta. He's a big time Georgia Tech fan growing up. His parents went to Georgia Tech. So we'll discuss that with Matthew today on the podcast. But continuing to look back at that 35-32 win over Oklahoma last week down in Orlando. Special night, special week for Knowles fans. You know, I remember talking at a great event with Seminole Boosters and the Florida State Alumni Association, uh, the development crew at FSU, board of trustees, so many great people were there. Uh, back the day before, it actually was the day of the game uh, against LSU. And, and remembering what the LSU win in the late 70s under Bobby Bowden, it was one of his first big wins in his tenure at Florida State University. It was on the road in Baton Rouge. Uh, It was a special performance for Florida State winning down there. LSU had beaten number one ranked USC uh, in Death Valley just a month earlier. And Florida State went on the road. The great Mont Bonasort had a couple of INTs and a fumble recovery in that game. And, and to go back and follow the history and see what that LSU win meant for Bobby Bowden and the direction of his Florida State football program was eerily similar to what the opportunity was that night in the Superdome of New Orleans back on that Sunday evening Labor Day weekend for Mike Norvell uh, and company. And the Knowles, of course, got the block on the bayou with Shaheen Brown winning 24-23. It would springboard Florida State to a 4-0 start and into a season we will always remember, a season, as Coach talked about, this team showed their heart, played with heart, overcame countless injuries and adversity during the year, bounced back from the three losses in the middle of the season, and climbed to finish with six straight wins in the regular season, playing some of the best football of anyone around the country at this point in time. Here's a great question for you. How many teams in the same season – How many teams in the same season beat LSU, Miami, Florida, 
and Oklahoma all in the same campaign? It's a great question and a nugget to try and uh, find and dig up, a Chick-fil-A stat nugget that all of you can try and find out there to dig up. I will do the same. But uh, the answer can't be many teams. What an impressive season of big wins for this Florida State football team. And to bring it all together, we told you about the Tangerine Bowl back in 1977 and Bobby Bowden's second year that led to the first ever 10-win season in Florida State football history. Mike Norvell beats Oklahoma in Orlando in the same stadium for his first bowl win and first 10-win season as well at the helm of the Florida State football program. So eerily similar, expectations are climbing. It's really exciting to talk about the future right now. And the future is now for so many of these young men with this Florida State football team. Players returning, Coach Norvell and his staff looking to continue to add to the roster and add to the talent level of uh, the right fit for this Florida State football squad. It's going to be a very exciting offseason. There is uh, no question about that. And this, this team has a chance, has a shot to be a preseason top 10 squad heading into 2023. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking all about that uh, in the days and the months to come. There's no question. But how about some of the final stats from this season? Some of the, uh, the Nuggets, Chick-fil-A stat Nuggets. How about Jordan Travis? And you take a look at this. This is from Pro Football Focus, uh, the college football division at PFF underscore college is the Twitter handle. Jordan Travis had the top grade as far as ratings go for quarterbacks from the bowl season of any signal caller in the country in their bowl game here this year. An amazing performance, uh, an amazing season for Jordan Travis, capped by a memorable bowl performance. And Travis with a 92.9 rating, better than Sean Clifford in the Rose Bowl for Penn State, better than C.J. Stroud in Ohio State's uh, Peach Bowl loss to Georgia, Sam Hartman, Bryce Young, Jaden Daniels, who we will see again in Orlando coming up the uh, Sunday of Labor Day weekend back at Camping World Stadium. Yes, Jordan Travis, 92.9 rating according to Pro Football Focus, the college football division. Travis, the highest graded, highest rated quarterback during bowl season here uh, this year. Look at some of the numbers for this Florida State football squad in 2022 and a group that ran for 33 rushing touchdowns on the season, only allowed 14 rushing touchdowns total this year. What a great job by Adam Fuller squad, 214 rushing yards per game. The Knowles were able to take care of the football this season and uh, avoid uh, key penalties, key turnovers throughout the year. Excellent on third downs, 51% on third downs. One of the best in all of college football here this year. And how about the close in the red zone as well in the final six games? Florida State over a period had scored on 21 straight trips to the red zone uh, going through the last five games of the regular season before that streak was snapped in the Florida game and were outstanding in the red zone as well, obviously, uh, to close out the year. 85% score, 70% touchdowns in the red zone. I know Mike Norvell would love to see that number climb and improve. Trey Benson was just 10 yards away. He's going to have a goal next season, just 10 yards away from the ninth 1,000-yard rushing season in Florida State football history. The ninth player, I should say, rushing for 1,000 yards in Florida State football history. 
Nine touchdowns for Benson. Seven touchdowns for Treshawn Ward and Jordan Travis. Five rushing touchdowns for Lawrence Toafili to help pace this Florida State squad that was one of the best rushing offenses in Florida State football history. Travis's numbers, 64% completion percentage, over 3,200 yards passing, 24 touchdowns to just five interceptions for number 13. What a year. And the uh, the Heisman label will be attached to his name throughout the offseason in 2023. Uh, distributing the football, 12 different players caught touchdowns tied for a season best in FSU football history. Johnny Wilson, 43 catches, 897 yards, a team high, five touchdown grabs. Micah Pittman, 32 catches, three touchdowns on the year. Pokey Wilson, wish him all the best at the next level in the National Football League. 30 catches, four touchdowns. How about Lawrence Toafili out of the backfield? Caught 24 passes this year. Cam McDonald moves on, and uh, we wish him all the best in the NFL as well. 21 grabs and a touchdown. But how about these uh, young men, and they are all returning uh, this year. Malik McClain, Marquiston Douglas, Kentron Portier, all had impressive seasons. Those three young men, McClain, Marquiston Douglas, Kentron Portier, they combined for nine touchdown grabs this year. How about that productivity out of those three here this season? Ja'Kai Douglas missed six games this year due to injury, but when he came back, he was very effective. Ten catches, two touchdowns on the year. And Darian Williamson, good to see him back in the bowl game, uh, had some uh, production and uh, do span certainly as well. So uh, all sorts of of talent returning on the offensive side, uh, running the football, throwing the football, obviously, catching the football as well. And defensively, uh, Jamie Robinson, what a year. 99 tackles to lead the way, five TFLs, a sack, an interception this year for number 10. Tatum Bethune, we knew he had a chance to be very good. He was great. 84 tackles, nine and a half TFLs, three sacks on the season. He and Kalen DeLoach both return, as does Renardo Green, Akeem Dent, DJ Lundy. Those are your next top tacklers in order. Jared Verse will, will await a decision from number five. Um, he's got a tough one to make. He's got an exciting one to make, is how I should put it. Playing the NFL, where many have him as a first-round grade, or come back and be a part of something special in 2023 in the Garden and Gold. 17 TFLs, nine sacks. Talk about a climb. What a climb for Jared Verse, who did not have any offers at a high school. Came to college as a tight end at UAlbany in the FCS. During COVID, lived in the weight room, gained 40 pounds of muscle, and then uh, got after it in the season, uh, spring season and fall season of 2021 and became one of the most coveted transfer portal guys. You know the story, and we saw his uh, story and the next chapter of his journey and his football career play out in front of our eyes here in 2022. Jared Averse, what an excellent season. Derek McClendon, Shaheen Brown, Brendan Gant, Patrick Payton, Kevin Knowles, all young men who had great seasons for Florida State and put up excellent numbers this year on the defensive side of the football. So just some of the things you look at when you take a look back at some of the numbers from this year for the the team individually as this Florida State football team moves into the offseason here in 2023. As we talk to you and I record this on January 6, 2023, nine years ago to the day, this special moment in Florida State football history. 17 seconds, high formation now. 
Here's the snap. Winston rolling right. Throws the pass on the other. It's caught! It's caught! It's caught! Touchdown official! Calvin Benjamin! Knowles retake the lead with 13 seconds remaining. Knowles retake the lead with 13 seconds remaining. The Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, a come-from-behind win down 18 points, 21-3. Florida State able to win a BCS National Championship, their third national championship in program history, besting Auburn in the BCS title game, the final BCS National Championship game over the Auburn Tigers out of the SEC. You go back and watch that game, and many nationally, I know all of you realize, but many nationally don't understand how wild that fourth quarter was and the comeback effort by Jimbo Fisher's bunch and by that Florida State team led by Jameis Winston, uh, Calvin Benjamin, uh, Kermit Whitfield with a kickoff return, obviously. What a fourth quarter. What are the great fourth quarters in college football history? And when you compare national championship games, that contest in Pasadena for the 2013 season should not be forgotten about in the conversation nationally for some of the all-time great games in college football history. It was a tremendous game. I know many of you, your blood pressure was high. You're probably taking your heart medicine and trying to calm yourselves down. What an ending. What a finish. Jameis Winston on his birthday finding Calvin Benjamin. Happy birthday, by the way, to Jameis Winston as we talk to him. Uh, finding Calvin Benjamin in the end zone, climbing the ladder and bringing home Florida State's third national championship with the great Gene Deckerhoff on the call, the GOAT, the voice of the Seminoles. All right, let's uh, continue along here. Florida State hoops, exciting stuff coming up into the heart of ACC play. The men taking on Georgia Tech tomorrow afternoon, a 1 p.m. Eastern tip. Adrian Crawford and I on the air at 12.30 p.m. Eastern, and you can listen to us on the FSU Game Day app, free to download, free to listen. Able to catch up with Leonard Hamilton earlier this week during his uh, coach's show at Glory Days Grill here in Tallahassee, talking about Darren Green, the sharpshooter, in the matchup with Georgia Tech on Saturday. Comes from an excellent background. His dad played in the NCAA tournament. (laughs) At uh, George Washington in the mid '90s, um, you probably saw. I mean, while you, while you were coaching at Miami, you might have saw uh, Darren Senior play a couple times. Well, one thing that that I admire about him is that he's a cool customer. He never gets excited, uh-huh. and I think he might have led his team in scoring when we lost to them on, on our court a, okay. few, a few years ago. Uh, but uh, I heard that he was possibly putting his name in in the um, portal. Yeah. And so I was communicating with the NCAA to make sure that we didn't violate any rules. <laughs> yep. But the moment his name came across the ticker, I already had dialed all the numbers <laughs> except one. As soon as I hit, I pushed that one button <laughs> and make sure we were the first one to call. <laughs> I, I like that. That is great. That was a fantastic story where he said, well, Coach just told me I was coming on official. So he didn't really – he just said he, I was coming up to Tallahassee, and that was a wrap. That was it. That's good. Well, no, I, I – uh, you know, I, sometimes you you miss out on people. And I could not believe uh, that there was a player in the state that that fell through the crack like him because he, we, we, he's definitely the kind of guy that we needed for the state. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, time now for the keys to success for the rest of the week in versus Georgia Tech, presented by Scott and Wallace, the official law firm of the Florida State Seminoles, 222-7777, with offices in Tallahassee. Coaches, you get into the the teeth of this week and start preparing 
for uh, Georgia Tech. You mentioned you watched film a little bit on them as you, you debriefed from Duke earlier today. Kind of walk, walk us through the rest of the week and, and what your your focus is on getting your guys ready to go. Well, there's no doubt that their style of zone defense has been a challenge for our teams over the years. In reality, I actually hired the guy at, at, at uh, Oklahoma State that actually implemented, put in, and probably invented this, this style of defense. Okay. So I'm very familiar with it. Yes. But, <laughs> but it's, easy, it's easy to sit where I am and then go out, have to go out and attack it. It's very good. It's a different zone mm -hmm. defense with different types of shifts that you don't play against all the time, which makes it very difficult, you know, to prepare for it when you only have a limited amount of time. Yeah. You talk about, you know, different zone defense, Syracuse with their 2-3 extending out into the wings. How does this one challenge you differently from that from that standpoint? Obviously, you're moving, you're trying to find the open spaces and, and trying to be able to get uh, open shots for guys across the board. What, what, what jumps out right away? They have different types of uh, systems that they use in that you're going to notice when you play them how often uh, when the ball moves, they just jump straight up in the air with yeah. both hands in the air. That's gonna, you don't see that very much. They work hard at keeping the ball out of the high post. They trap you when you go to the baseline. Wow. It just, and and they, they just have some unique uh, shifts in their zone that makes it very very challenging, and you just got to be alert and experienced and recognizing where your opportunities are available. I would imagine uh, a point guard needs to get you into that. Jalen Worley's <laughs> been a guy that has handled the ball pretty well for you here throughout the season. Well, it's, it's the type of zone defense that we're going to need everybody to execute <laughs> correctly. I can't put all that on, yep. on, on Jalen. There you go. Scott and Wallace, keys to success, the official law firm of the Florida State Seminoles, 222-7777 with offices in Tallahassee. It's the 77th meeting all time between Florida State and Georgia Tech, and the Knowles lead the series 44-32, to and Florida State has won 15 of the last 20 games in the series there you go well thanks for reminding me i was gonna that end with you positive right there that's what i see put it see you want to come back now it's like golf that makes me feel a little better yeah <laughs> there you go coach thanks so much for your time we really appreciate that thanks for coming out and we'll uh, we'll see you saturday at the tucker center thank you very much and go no leonard hamilton that was back on monday and you can join us each and every monday night 7 to 8 p.m live from glory days grill in tallahassee for inside seminal basketball with leonard hamilton we'll also talk to a florida state basketball basketball student athlete live at the show as well and uh, coach and his group continue to take steps forward two and two in the ACC looking to take uh, care of business at home against Georgia Tech again the tip 1 p.m. Eastern Georgia Tech just came from behind and beat Miami at home on Wednesday night uh, on the flats 76 to 70 at McCamish Pavilion we'll see the Yellow Jackets in town Saturday afternoon make sure you pack the Tucker Center come on out watch some FSU men's basketball some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Well, on the women's side, you need to continue to follow Brooke Wyckoff's squad. This Florida State women's basketball team is a special group off to their best start in ACC play in 14 years. And I got a chance to catch up with the head coach following a dominant 
93-62 win Thursday night at the Tucker Center against the Clemson Tigers. My conversation with FSU women's basketball coach Brooke Wyckoff. All right, continuing along here as we go behind the mic with Florida State women's basketball coach Brooke Wyckoff. And this uh, squad right now is impressive, uh, to say the least. They're playing a high, high level of basketball, a great brand of basketball. And uh, Coach Wyckoff's squad is off to their best start in ACC play in 14 seasons. Coach, always great to talk to you again. Coming off of uh, a dominant win last night against a good Clemson team coming in at 11-4, and 2-1 and one in the ACC, and you just you took care of business and imposed your will uh, the whole night. I mean, obviously you can, you can get a lot better, there's no doubt, but what are you really enjoying about your team and how they're doing it right now? I love their focus. I love uh, how locked in they are to our game plan, to personnel, to how we need to attack different defenses. Uh, this group is just very mature in that sense um, and just really well prepared going in because they've they've put the work in. Um, and so we've been able to start these last four games really strong. And that's huge. Like when you're playing teams that are as good as the teams are in the ACC, that you know they're gonna go on runs. They're good. To, they're not just gonna fall, lay down, and <laughs> and and uh, you know at any point throughout the game they're gonna compete the whole time. So when we start strong like that and we're locked in, um, it, it's really really nice and carries kind of sets the tone and carries us through for the entire game. So they do that really really well, and and I'm I'm very proud of them for that. He, he went 93 to 62 last night, and I'm watching the game. And we'll talk about your individual P. I mean, obviously tonight is unbelievable and, and you got your team plays so well together. And, and that's where I wanted to go with you. I'm watching you and you guys play with so much pace. It, it feels like you're constantly squeezing the opponent like a, like a boa constrictor from start to finish. And, and you might not, you know, it might not be perfect possessions every single time, but with your pace and the way you attack. And I think the way you guys share the ball, you're so unselfish. It's mm -hmm. it's like, who do you defend if you're, if you're game planning, kind of walk me through your message to your group on the offensive end of how you are, are teaching them to play. Cause it really looks like it either they're taking it to heart. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what we've been working on since the summer. And, you know, Bill Ferrara, my associate head coach came in with a system that he has honed over many, many years with different teams. And, and really the philosophy of this system is to first and foremost, go get a layup, uh, you know, go get a layup. And if you don't have a layup, then you're going to find somebody who's open on the three point line, you know, and that's where it really the basic, formula of our offense is that, um, we want to be in attack mode all the time. We want to look for easy buckets that make sense. Um, and so you're, you're building in spacing with that and just, you know, a, a little bit more of structure when the game has to slow down and things like that. But the important piece to that is having the players that are capable of doing it and that buy into that system. And, and that's what I think is, um, you know, just a perfect complement to this system is that, <laughs> we have players, so many different ones that are going to attack you. And I think like you're talking about for the other team, that sense of, Oh my gosh, I have to defend another guard who's attacking the mm -hmm. paint at a 
miles an hour. You know, I mean, we've got so many of those. Then you've got to handle our, our size inside. You've got to handle our, our post players that can stretch the floor and be, and shoot threes. It's a lot defensively over the course of a 40 minute game um, to sustain and to stop that. So that's what we try to do, but we've got to, we got to start those attacks with defensive stops. You know, like we're just taking the ball out of the basket. It's a lot easier for the opposing team to get back and set their defense and, and slow us down. So we really emphasize, hey, let's get stops. Let's get a rebound. Let's go, because that's hard to guard for 40 minutes. Yeah, and that's and that's where I was going to go next. Right now, I believe your opponent field goal percentage is right around 34 uh, percent so far in the season. I mean, that's an impressive number for a group that is trying to play. You know, it's like. Teams that play fast sometimes don't like to get back and defend, and that's what you're talking about. Yeah, your group is still is still getting back and harassing defensively. I mean, that's a special mentality uh, overall, and and, and buy-in. Like you said, you know, you can't just want to play offense. You got to do it on both ends. Yeah, I mean, you know, aside from putting in this offensive system, we have harped from day one on how good we need to be defensively. And really, I think in, in a league like the ACC, you cannot just get by on your offense. You have to be strong defensively at all five positions. You cannot, um, you know, be be weak in that area in if you want to be in the top of the conference, if you want to have a chance to win the conference. And so, you know, we've talked about that mentality. We call it the nope mentality. My my assistant coach, Craig Carter, instilled that, that slow of we're not going to let you score. Uh, we're going to do our best to make it tough and get a rebound and go. And it really does, like like I said, it flow all flows together that we're best offensively when we can get a stop. And so the players realize that. So it's a great way to get them to play defense. Um, also, they just they they wanna they want to do well. They want they want to have that note mentality. So um, it's been really cool to see them buy in, to see us improve in it as the season's gone on. Um, and like you said, to be able to have players that can sustain that type of intensity on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, takes a special special type of of player and and buy in physically as well. I love that. The nope mentality. Nope. It's not yeah. happening. That is nope. I've never heard that before. That is that is perfect. That is perfect. We have t-shirts. We have t-shirts that have that on that. The girls practice practice shirts that they wear under their Man. jerseys. Mentality. That, so yeah. That is beautiful. <laughs> I, I love that. You know, uh, we're gonna talk about Tanaya. She's been unbelievable. I, I wanted to ask you about I, I'm watching last night and, and correct me, I might be off base here, but but correct me. I'm watching Sarah Bajetti defensively last night and she is, she's got like that note mentality. I'm watching her defend right when the guard crosses the, the half court line and yes. she's moving her feet. She's body. I mean, I would, I would think that defensive start with her at the point of your defense really begins the frustration for the opposing offense. How, how does her defensive focus start you guys off with the way she she moves out there yeah you're exactly right she sets the tone for us defensively on the ball she's our irritant um and you need somebody like that you need people that bring an edge uh to your team uh, to, uh, she she's an irritant in the sense of she irritates the other team and she does it with very solid defense um you know she's she is up uh, on you uh, like uh, just 
pressuring the heck out of the ball, um, you know, just really frustrating the other team and the other team staff a lot of times, you know, and mm. so that takes a lot of energy for them to think about, you know, how they're going to um, handle her pressure, you know, and, and so she really does bring so much to what we do. Um, that doesn't necessarily show up in the stat sheet and she's really bought in that role, um, takes a lot of pride in it as well. And, and we've, we've been able to have a lot of success because of that, that tone she set sets, um, for us out front. Nine assists, Jazz Massingill last night. Holy smokes. You want to talk about fun in the open woman <laughs> that's doing it coach. I, yeah, Jazz Massengill um, has always been an excellent facilitator. You know, she's um, set records with the amount of assists that she's gotten in her career and uh, is just the consummate teammate. What I'm so proud about for Jazz last night was that she was looking to score. She's an excellent scorer. Uh, she shoots high percentages from the three-point line and from from the two, uh, the, the field. Yeah. Um, and, but she doesn't always look to attack because she's so focused on facilitating and, and getting the ball to her teammates, which I love. But yesterday she was in attack mode. Um, she was four for four from the field, got to the free throw line. Uh, and, and so I loved that too. She probably could have had over 10 assists, you know, but she looked to attack and, and we really need that from her um, as well. So it's just super proud of her game last night. Talking with Brooke Wyckoff. All right, let's go to Nia Latson appreciation moment here. Uh, I, you know, I, I went 10 minutes or whatever it is, and I got I got to talk about Tania now. Um, already tied for the most 30 point games in a season. She's a true freshman. Everyone knows, and and the people, you know, the the young women, uh, Natasha Howard, uh, they were seniors, I believe, yeah. when they did this. Five 30 point games. Um, swept the ACC weekly awards named national freshman of the week for the second time. And the only freshman to the wooden award mid season 25 for the best player in America. And I, I think everybody's eyes follow her because she's so good. Sometimes coach, when, when scores are looking to get theirs, they overwhelm everyone else on the floor. It feels like she did. I don't think she got a point last night. It's all about, two minutes left in the first quarter. And it was at the line. If, yeah. if I'm correct, she's yeah. not trying to force the issue. It's a, it's an innate sense. I feel like, and you know it better than anyone that plays the game as well as you did to let the game come to you as a score, not force it. What, how does she do that? What does that mean when, when a player is able to have that presence and that feel offensively? Yeah. It will. First of all, it means she has a high sense of, of basketball intelligence. Um, and she also has a, has a very high, you know, emotional IQ as well, just a maturity level, um, that is beyond her, her years out there on the floor in terms of handling, uh, the load that she has, the pressure that she has now, the name she's made for herself that comes with pressure that comes with expectation and she's handled it so well. Um, but you're right. She does it, uh, by playing within the team team by playing within the struct, the system, understanding when she needs to, to, to take over. Um, and when, you know, necessarily the defense is giving her the, you know, is, is, is giving her options to get her teammates, the ball, she sees a different defensive scheme every game, you know? So she's, she, to her, her basketball intelligence, she 
takes her time to figure that out. She's in attack mode, but as the game goes on, she figures that out. She finds places where she can score. She understands how the defense is playing her. She understands um, what she needs to do. And and when Clemson went on a bit of a run in the third quarter, um, and and we kind of stalled a little bit offensively, uh, she went into full on you know attack mode, Mamba mentality, whatever mm-hmm. it was. I don't know. Like she took us on her back and just went and scored. And she knew that's what we needed. <laughs> no one told her to go do that. <laughs> and, um, and so she just, she has the support of all her teammates, uh, because she is such a great team player. And like you said, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's uncanny how she's able to do it. You'd almost, you know, you don't realize like, she's just, you know, getting all these points until you look up. It's like, wow. Yeah. She's yeah. she's got 30. <laughs> I think that's the cool part, too, where sometimes you're, you're watching a player and you're expecting just constant action. And like you said, you look down, and you're like, how'd she get 35? Like yeah. she shot 12 times, 15. <laughs> like my my rest in peace. My grandfather, Don, said, hey, free throws are for free. You got to go get them. <laughs> You know, and she reset her school record going 15 for 15 from the stripe last night. So, yeah. uh, man, she is she is as all of your young women are. They are fun to watch. You got a big one. You hit the road uh, Saturday, go to Boston College. They're coming off an impressive win at 10th ranked NC State the other night. Uh, another challenge. And it's it's the league. Yeah. And so the next step uh, Sunday afternoon for you guys. Yeah, this conference right now is so good and so crazy. It's what everybody's talking about. It's like, you know, everybody's beating everybody uh, at this point. It doesn't matter ranking or, you know, record. It is a really, really stacked conference. Great teams, great coaching, uh, great players. And so each each you know, new game provides a new challenge, an exciting challenge. Um, and that's what I'm, I'm just so proud of our team for is that they don't take anybody for granted. They haven't, they understand what this, this all means. And, and that, you know, there is no resting on our laurels. It's a new day. It's a new challenge and we got to get ready for it. So yeah, kudos to Boston college for, for beating, you know, a top drink opponent last night. And so I know they'll be ready for us to come to their place on Sunday and, and it'll be a great, it'll be a great matchup. <clears throat> noon, noon tip Sunday at Chestnut Hill at BC ACC network. And also on the radio side, 96, five, the spear and the FSU game day app. Well, no one has beaten Brooke Wyckoff's team yet in ACC play. 15 and two, four and oh coach. Thanks so much for the time. Best of luck Sunday uh, in Beantown. Appreciate you. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate you. They're rolling right now. Ladies and gentlemen, 15 and three, four and oh, in ACC play at Boston college Sunday afternoon, a noon Eastern tip. You can watch that on the ACC network. Listen to it on 96.5, the spear in Tallahassee and on the FSU game day app. Sean Davison is on the call Sunday afternoon with Melissa Bruner as well, who does a great job. Listen to that on the Seminole sports network from Learfield to Latson, one of the best players in all of college basketball, doing amazing things right now. A special, special young woman, as are all these young ladies, a part of Brooke Wyckoff's program off to such a great start. They deserve your support. There's no doubt about it. Love to see you at the Tucker Center following this Florida State women's basketball team. Well, we talked about Georgia Tech and the FSU men. Matthew Cleveland grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and his parents went to Georgia Tech. So he has an interesting background and story growing up around the Atlanta 
area following the Georgia Tech basketball squad growing up. Had a chance to catch up with a double-double machine earlier this week. My chat with FSU wing player Matthew Cleveland. Well, Florida State getting ready for another ACC home tilt Saturday afternoon. It's a 1 p.m. Eastern tip. Of course, we'd love to see a pack to Tucker Center and support this basketball team and uh, watch a guy that has been playing a high, high level of basketball. That's our next guest here behind the mic. He is Matthew Cleveland. Matt, I tell you what, it has been fun to watch you play. You are going out night in and night out right now and playing some uh, some quality basketball. Take me through your approach right now and the confidence level you have getting ready for each game. Uh, my approach right now is just going into each game and just finding whatever it takes to win them win. So if that's getting rebounds or playing defense, like whatever it takes to win, that's my mindset going into the game. So as you said, that's helped me a lot with my confidence as these past like few weeks have gone. My confidence is going up a lot. Hey, you know, you bring it every night, but it's felt like from a rebounding standpoint, since Cameron Fletcher went down late versus Virginia, you've almost just watching it from, from the sidelines, you've almost put more on your shoulders from that standpoint, knowing how great of a rebounder Cam uh, had been for you guys. Uh, when he went down, did you, did you put a little more on your shoulders from that standpoint in the rebounding category? Cause you've been since that point, I believe averaging a double, double. Uh, definitely. He was our leading rebounder. And when, even when he was here, we still had struggles rebounding, even though he was a high level rebounder. So I knew, Someone had to pick up his slack. So that's what I've been just trying to get every rebound that I see every, every shot that's missed, just trying to get, get the ball every time. Man, I tell you, from from the perimeter, from behind the three-point line, Matt, your shooting has been uh, very impressive. And I know you've been working your tail off and continuing to improve all facets of your game. But it's you, you can see it out there on the floor with how well you're shooting the basketball uh, from behind the three-point line right now. Uh, take us behind the scenes a little bit. How many shots do you like to get up? How much work have you put in on your outside shot from last year to this year? Uh, so as soon as the season ended, I took maybe like a week break. And then after that, I was in the gym. I went 8 a.m., 2 p.m., and then 8 p.m. every every day except Sunday. So I would shoot like over 2,000 shots a day just trying to kind of work on work on my form and work on my craft. And so it's really helped now because every time I shoot it now, I just, it's like I've shot this so many times that it just feels super comfortable. I got to imagine uh, that that's such a rhythm, such a feel thing as a shooter, as you're continuing to develop. How would you describe it to, to the average fan out there when the ball is in your hand and you know it's feeling good, it's going in. It's got to be a feeling, right, with with the way you shoot it and when it's going in like it has been? Yeah, definitely. Someone, I don't remember who it was, but someone told me, like, shooting is like an art and you have to perfect the craft of shooting. So every time I shoot or it's feeling good and I know it's going in, it just feels like perfect, like, symmetry, like, kind of, I guess. That's how I, I would explain it. Along with Matthew Cleveland, four straight games with double-doubles, looking to earn his fifth consecutive double-double. And, Matt, I'm sure you've seen the notes, but that, that hasn't happened at Florida State in 30-plus years. Douglas Edwards and some of the great teams in the early 90s, head coached by Pat Kennedy, guys like Sam Cassell, Bob Sura, Charlie Ward, were on those teams that made it all the way to the Elite Eight. When you hear that history – how much pride does that stoke in you knowing what you're doing right now and how it relates to some of the great players here? 
uh, it means a lot. It's a lot of pride just to represent the school of Florida State. You know, it's just and hearing all those names and just like the history behind it. So it means a lot to me. You know, let's talk about uh, continuing to improve as a team. You guys are two and two in the league. You're taking care of business at home. I know you're continuing to look uh, to get better and better uh, every single day, right? Uh, as a team, how have you guys continued to come together and, and try to uh, move in the right direction and grab as many wins as you possibly can and get better a day by day? Uh, so that's we take it day by day or game by game. So we can consider it like one game tournament. So do whatever we have to do to win that that one game, and then once that game's over, then do whatever we need to do to win the next game. And it could be it could be completely different styles of play that we need to play to win those games, but just everyone playing extremely hard for that night and treating it like it's your last time, like it's a national championship, basically. You know, talking to coach, you know, this is a, a team that doesn't have uh, a lot of fourth and fifth year guys on it. So, you know, he's talked about how you're, you know, yourself, Caleb Mills, even Darren Green, uh, to a certain degree in his first year, Matt, have been thrust maybe into a leadership role sooner than expected. What's that process been like for you? And, and as a leader, you know, how do you try and lead, especially with, with when you're playing four true freshmen that have had to step up with some of the injuries and other things you guys have dealt with? Uh, I would just say leading by example or also just talking to everyone and just seeing where their head's at so I can know how on the court I'm, I can speak to them and get through them. So just through throughout the games and throughout everything, just continue to – watch film and just talk really with the freshmen and see where their heads are at right now during the season. So I can continue to help them since I was just in their shoes last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, when you and I uh, last talked, we had our on camera walk and talk uh, on the uh, Tucker center floor. And we talked about growing up in Atlanta. Uh, both of your parents are Georgia tech graduates and, um, and Georgia tech obviously is the opponent on Saturday. Just kind of give people a look into the Cleveland household growing up and uh, being around Georgia Tech as a youngster. And and obviously you're all garden gold. There's no question in, in your parents are. But what what was it like growing up, both your parents at GT and being in the Atlanta area? Uh, so we were diehard Georgia Tech fans. We went to mainly every home football game, um, all the basketball games we could go to. So growing up, since I really remember, that's all we were. We were the um just the yellow and gold in our household and it was nothing else besides that yeah it was that was it was a shift just you know outside the household yeah absolutely who who were your uh guys you looked up to that uh, that you watched play at georgia tech growing up uh josh okogi marcus george's hunt those are the two two main ones that i really remember growing up do you were you too young uh, for their 2004 national championship team with guys like Luke Schencher and some of those guys? Was that that was probably pretty young for you, right? Yeah, I was about one or two. <laughs> yeah, that, I would say so. I would say that that's pretty young. Hey, just talk about your parents and, and how much they mean to you. And and you know, obviously, I know they've had an impact with you and and what they've meant to you with your your basketball career and getting you where you want to go as a, as a player. Yeah, so my parents mean a lot, especially my 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 dad and my mom. I have a story when I was I don't remember what grade I was in. I think it was seventh or eighth grade, and I had like trained three days in a row, and I didn't want to train that day at that time. But my mom my mom forced me to. She said you she just forced me to go train, and then 
even like after that, I just that's when I like really fell in love with the game of basketball. And all my parents have just been there from from my side, from every step of the way, just doing really whatever it takes to to put me in the position that I'm in now. And even when I was making my college decision, they had they just didn't have like any input on where I wanted to go as long as it, it was good for me and where I wanted to go. So they didn't try to force anything onto me. So they've been really good all all along this whole process. That's fantastic. Remind me again, I know we talked about this before. Was your mother a part of the cheer squad at Georgia yeah. Tech? Yeah, she was. And your and your dad, was he uh a part of, of sports there or obviously he played growing up? Yeah, he played growing up, but he didn't he didn't play in college. Got it. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'll tell you what, it's been a pleasure to keep uh, getting to know you and, and watch you do your thing on the hardwood. Best of luck on Saturday, and uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be rooting for you, Matt. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you. Thank you. Big thanks to Matt Cleveland. Special stuff right there. Look forward to watching him continuing to improve. He has become one of the elite players in the ACC and continues to uh, grow his game and needs to for this Florida State men's basketball team to improve their opportunities to win games. They take on Georgia Tech Saturday afternoon. It's a 1 p.m. Eastern tip. Tune us in on the Seminole Sports Network from Learfield. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks so much for stopping by. A fun show today. the gamut talking all things fsu athletics we'll be back again early next week make sure you like subscribe download taking the podcast and we'll uh, be right here for you talking about the success stories of all things fsu athletics my name is jeff colhay and have a great weekend everybody hope to see you at the tucker center on saturday afternoon thank you for going behind the mic with us have a great day